Welcome to My Journey, the podcast for individuals who are seeking to write their own stories while creating more healthy life along the way. My name is Brian Pickowitz. This is My Journey. And now it's time to start yours. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to My Journey. I am your host, Brian Pickowitz, and I want to thank you for tuning in episode number 34 of our podcast. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm, I'm really going for a kind of free-flowing vibe. I'm not necessarily sure what's going to come out of this. And I really want to talk about the value of suffering for what you want. And the reason why I want to talk about this is it's multifaceted, but I feel like from a personal standpoint, there's been a shift that I've been experiencing in my life and there's something that I'm going through in this process and I want to tie it into what I find so many people are dealing with right now when it comes to fitness and health. And there's this notion in the fitness space that it's a bad thing to suffer. It's a bad thing to work hard. It's a bad thing to really push yourself in an intense way. And I think that it's dis- it's dispensed by so many people because it's a lot easier to sell people that they don't have to try hard to get great results. And it's a lot easier to sell people that they shouldn't be trying that hard at all. And so it's interesting I was having a conversation with a gentleman one time, and he was like, well, how do I get better results? I was like, well, you just push yourself harder. And he's like, well, I can't put in any more time. I'm already doing an hour. I can't put in any more time than I already am. And there's a difference between time and effort. And so the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the effort that you put in can be controlled in so many ways. Doesn't mean you have to lift more weights. Doesn't mean you have to try to become a bodybuilder. Doesn't mean you have to go all out and try to hurt yourself, but there's effort and you do have the control over your quality of effort. And this is something that's been in my space as of recently and and I want to tie it all in, but What I would really love is as you are listening to this podcast, if you love this show, if you are really finding value from any of the pieces that we're diving into, just leave us a quick review on iTunes. It's really simple. You can click on iTunes on the podcast app and click on the My Journey piece. And all you have to do is scroll down, five-star review, and let us know what you're thinking. What do you find value from this podcast? What are you enjoying? What should we talk about more of? Um, We have some really exciting episodes coming up in the future, which includes one of the best physical therapists I've ever met in my life, which is Steve Siddell. And at the same time, we're going to have some relationship talks with Catherine Blake, who is a relationship therapist. And so there's all these different things I'm trying to do to add value to your life and ultimately fitness is the big piece of this podcast but it's about your overall well-being and if you love what we're talking about if there's other things you want us to dive into just let us know on the review what you're thinking and what you find valuable so that we can continue to put out amazing content for you and on that note i want to give some backstory of the value of suffering because i don't just mean going through hardships because you're you're in pain or because bad things are happening to you, right? I I don't want people to think that I'm talking about going through extreme hardships that you didn't ask for, you don't deserve. And I don't want to talk about just the the real aspect of suffering. And I, I can quantify that. I think we all can quantify that as things that are 
terrible and horrible and evil that have happened to you in your life. That's not what I mean. But what I mean is there is a value to going into places that are extremely difficult and test you and try you and push you at a deeper level than just your small bit of comfort zone. And the reason why I want to bring this up is because for me, that's what bodybuilding has always been about. That's what bodybuilding was always about, was pushing my comfort zone in a way that I could control. Because a lot of times you don't know how to push your comfort zone. You're like, well, I want to get better in my career. So I'm going to go learn things. I'm going to go engage with people. And sometimes you can't control the aspects of what would happen to you. You can't control those meetings. You can't control those things. You can put yourself in the best position, but ultimately it's multifaceted. But with fitness and bodybuilding, I could always control myself. I could always control my effort and I could change my body. I could take something that was in my control to change and I could make it what I wanted to. And I thought it was so compelling as a young man. So when I was 21, I started competing for real. But I'd always been really fascinated by it since the age I was 18. And I competed three times. I, I was in the zone. I always finished top two. And I had this really high standard for myself when it came to my body and my physical fitness. And what I loved about the competing aspect of it is I was able to dive into such an intense zone that everything else in my life actually got better. I've heard some people say, like, oh, my goals are so intense, I lost control of everything. But for me, I was so zoned in and operating at such a high level that I found that my relationships were better. I found that I was more present with people. I found that I was more in connection with my business and my clients I was more connected to. And it was always a positive thing for me. And then when I moved to LA, I was like, you know what? I'm going to push myself even harder. I'm going to hire a coach because I'd always done it on my own. And... It was an awful experience. The coach didn't listen to me. He didn't take my advice when I was like, hey, I'm not ready. I, I need more time to get in condition. And I didn't have the control over my situation. My suffering was being put onto me rather than something that I controlled. And what really happened is I was in this position where I did go all out. I, I pushed myself so hard to get ready for that contest when I was in LA. And it didn't really fulfill me. And the reason why it didn't fulfill me is because I knew I didn't hit the goal that I wanted. I didn't look the way that I wanted and it was really unfulfilling for me in that time. But at the same time, I was going through a personal development phase. What does my life look like? Do I want to be a bodybuilder? Or do I want to be an amazing coach and help people transform their lives? And as I was going through this process, I realized that bodybuilding wasn't what I wanted. And I shut it down, I, I moved forward. I said, you know what, this isn't for me moving forward in my life and I'm gonna change other people for the better. Now, I've spent the last two years from that point really gaining a vast amount of knowledge and experience. I have tested my body in so many different ways. I've learned so much about mobility and training and, and quality of health and how to improve your health. Um, I've gotten obsessed with mobility exercises and fasting and testing different diets and, and just expanding my knowledge as a coach so that I can serve anyone. And at the same time, my biggest focus has been on habit change. So how do you really create goals that inspire you? How do you take someone who is feeling unmotivated and really stuck and get them into a position where they can thrive? And when I see the light bulb come off in a client's eyes, when I see that moment where they have a breakthrough and their emotions change, 
it is the most compelling and empowering thing that I've ever experienced in my life. And so I know that the last two years have been spent on those aspects of my personal growth and where I'm going. But as a byproduct of that, I've lost my personal zone. So I'm, I'm, I would say that I'm a multifaceted individual, and I think that we all are. So we have our work brain, we have our family brain, we have our life brain, we have our fitness brain. And my focus when it comes to fitness hasn't been as intense. I would say that I've been operating at about a six and a half. And the reason why I say six and a half is because there's no tens, there's no sevens. So <laughs> I, I've been operating in the zone of, okay, I'm pretty good, I still feel healthy, I still look the part, I'm still training really hard, I've, I've started running recently, and I've really been crushing it in, in that aspect of things, so I ran my first half marathon the other day, and that felt amazing, um, I finished in about, with about eight and a half minute miles or so, I think it was like 8.4 or something of the like, but very, very good in the sense of like, how hard I'm pushing, what my body's capable of doing, and I feel amazing, but I don't feel my best. I don't feel like I'm operating at a nine. And this is why it's really important that you have self-awareness because when you know that you're being inauthentic to yourself and what you want and where you know you belong, then it's worth shifting. Now, you don't have to be the same person. Like I'm not saying for me that I'm looking to get back into bodybuilding because I'm not, but I'm looking to get back into that zone. I'm looking to get back in that zone of training, that zone of mental fitness, that zone of pushing myself as hard as I can and embracing the changes. And the reason why I also want to tie this in is because I've been having a lot of conversations with clients and they're like, you know what, I really want to try harder, I really want to push myself. And there's this tendency as a coach to want to also give them something that's suitable but the thing is is what I've realized and what I've been coming to with a few conversations with my clients is that them pushing in an aggressive way is okay for your time period so if you want to do four weeks of something aggressive to get in shape for summer that's okay as long as it's controlled afterwards if you want to go all in in the gym but have more freedom on the track on the diet that's completely fine. It really matters on where you're going to find your biggest sense of fulfillment. And from a personal standpoint, the reason why I haven't been able to get back into that nine zone, that intense driven zone, is because I truly believe I have been holding myself back. And I believe that I have been holding on to some limiting beliefs. I have been holding on to some some emotional pain and I really want to put this out here as a personal note but also if you're experiencing the same thing I hope that this message reaches you because I have two limiting beliefs that I've been facing over the last two years the one is a, a piece of self-judgment and what that self-judgment is is I stopped bodybuilding I've told people I've stopped bodybuilding I've told people I'm moving beyond that and I feel like it will be inauthentic if I start to pursue the same habits again. So when I competed, I was always balanced with my nutrition. I'm all into flexible dieting. Personally, right now, I love fasting. But 
my training was really intense. And so I'm like, well, if I'm trying to go in this different direction in my life, do I need to be that person? And am I going to get into a position where people almost, am I going to face someone else's opinion? Am I going to face someone else's opinion? And I'm not saying this as, I'm not saying this because I'm afraid of other people's opinions. I've come to terms with this. I'm, I'm, I really want to walk you through some of the beliefs that I've been holding on to because I feel like I've been inauthentic with myself. And I really want to clear the air here and give you that personal freedom too. So one is, oh, maybe if I'm a, a coach and I'm getting into this lifestyle component, I don't have to be in the best shape in the world. Maybe that's something that I don't need. Maybe that doesn't serve me. It doesn't, doesn't help anyone else. And the other is, I don't have to compare myself to the person I used to be. So I am this new person who's experienced all these different life lessons and I've learned so much about personal development and about mindset and about changing your habits and about how to really create a compelling vision for yourself and that's what I used to move my clients. And that's not the same person who used to compete in bodybuilding. So how do I connect those two? And it's been overwhelming for me at times because I've almost sold myself short. I start to get in that zone and then I feel like I'm not able to push through that barrier. And that barrier has ultimately been myself. It's been this inauthentic belief that's internal that I don't have to go after what I want and that there's something wrong with wanting that. And now, I like I said, I've seen it in so many different instances where people talk about authenticity. Oh, they're so authentic, you're so raw, you're so real, or they're so raw and so real. And you see that on social media, but social media isn't where you're raw and real. Social media is where you post things. Social media is not the moments where it's really dark and hard, and it's not the moments where you want to quit, right? Like, I, I pride myself on putting myself out there. It's funny, I posted the other day about being upset about changing from Los Angeles to Dallas. I'm genuinely upset. And I'm not upset because I don't want to be here or I'm not grateful. It's because it's this end of my life. This chapter of my life has, has closed, right? Like I had this goal, I moved to Los Angeles and now that chapter's closed and it was really difficult for me to get to that point where I closed that chapter. And there's something that's real about that because it's just the way it is. And I'm okay with that because that's my life and I'm moving forward and I'm doing these other things. And I think that that's so true for so many people is that we hold on to things that no longer serve us that we're afraid to shut the door on, but we're also afraid to admit that we're afraid to let go. And I, someone walked up to me at the gym, someone I met, and he was like, dude, are you okay? Like I saw your post. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm just going through life. I'm just experiencing this. And I don't know if it's that people aren't used to that or if people aren't seeing that, but I really want to put this out there that that authentic moment where you're going through hardships, it's okay to not have all the answers. And it's okay to feel like there's something more that you crave and, and to align on what that looks like is okay. And so for me, it's almost like I'm revisiting the thing that makes me feel the most in the zone. I crave that feeling of waking up 4 a.m., crushing it, going after things. Like That's how I love to live my life. I love to live my life in an intense moment for the time I'm at the gym. Like That time at the gym, I'm able to tap into myself and I'm able to really push myself into a great zone. And that's my time for me. That 
that hour-long workout is my time for me. That's my time where I get to have a real and honest check-in with myself and say, hey, how are we doing? And that's how so many of my clients are too. Now, I 110% own the fact that this is probably a more intense conversation than you were expecting when you tuned into my podcast today. But I just feel this really deep desire to share this with you all because there's so many times where we want things but we're afraid to truly go after them because we know it's going to be difficult. I had a call with someone today and they were like, you know what, Like, I really want to do the program but I'm afraid to invest in myself because what if I fail? And the answer to that is you will not fail if you decide to push yourself. If you decide to make a commitment into this, you will not fail. If you decide to go against that comfort, if you decide to embrace that this is going to be a challenge but it's exciting because what the upside of that is, is so much more compelling than where you are right now. And that's the thing that I think so many of us need. We don't value owning our goal. And the reason why we don't value it is because other people have sold us the idea that it's supposed to be easy, that it's not supposed to be challenging, and that you as a person should be able to have ease in this process. And it depends on what your goals are. If your goals are to lose weight and feel happier and feel healthier, that's an easy goal. That is a completely easy goal. And with that, it's going to come discomfort. It's going to be a process. You're going to have to push yourself. You're going to have to go against the grain. But you don't have to suffer for it, right? Like you don't have to suffer to lose weight. But if there's moments where you feel an intense urge to go and have a cheeseburger or go and have uh, a, a binge day or a cheat day or you can't seem to step away from the people, like the people are, are the biggest contributors, I believe. The people that we're around contribute more to our success than we realize. And so if you can't break from those people, then you're being inauthentic to yourself. So. The reasons why it's really important for you to take ownership of your goal and to get off the couch and get in the game is because you are the only person that's going to know how to make yourself happy. You are the only person who knows your truth. You are the only person who can take ownership of this for you. And from my standpoint, over the last two years, I've been holding back on that. I've been holding back on that aspect of me because I've been afraid of what people will think. I've been afraid of taking ownership of it. I've been afraid of being someone who wants to tap into people's hearts and minds and spirits and truly transform who they are and then having my body of work as a physical person who loves fitness being a backdrop to that. But it's inauthentic for me to not do that. It's inauthentic for me to not go after what I want. And that doesn't mean I have to go all in or be obsessed or turn into a bro. I don't have to lose the pieces of self-love and self-respect and enlightenment that I've gained. But I can still go after that thing. And that's what I want to implore you to do. Because if there's something that's going to make you happy... You owe it to yourself to do that. That can be playing music. That can be speaking. That can be connecting people. Like Lindsay is fired up right now. And I'm so, so blown away to see her doing this. Because she is starting to embrace a new identity. A new identity as a speaker. A new identity as a connector. Someone who's going to lead other women to personal development and growing themselves from the inside out. And it's so amazing to see. But if she doesn't take ownership of that, then that dies away. And 
in these moments where we're longing for change, when we're longing to become someone new, it's really important that you realize that you are in 110% control of your identity. What you want to see yourself as, you can show up as. No one has a say in how you show up. No one has a say in how you are seen. Your perception is all internal. And if someone doesn't like that, if someone has a problem with that, if someone's going to question you or challenge you, then that's on them. I mean, one of the things that I think that comes up for so many people is that they see how other people perceive their effort. Oh, you're doing that thing again. Or they they get to this place where you as the person who's going through the process, you know how much you've suffered. You know how much effort you've put in. You know the tough times. You know what you've had to go through in order to get there. And then it's really difficult to have people on the other side who don't get it. Oh, you're doing that thing again? Or you're really gonna try that? Or that must have been easier. You shouldn't have to work that hard. And sometimes you're going to have to work that hard. I have a client right now who has so many different limitations in her life. Actually, two clients. I'm going to lean on one of them more than the other. But I have this one client who has multiple health issues that have stopped her from losing weight as fast as other people would have. In the last year, she's lost 30 pounds. Really great progress, right? But not as great as maybe she would have expected. And a lot of it has to do with her body has certain limitations. She, she has a lot of different health restrictions that make it really difficult for her to succeed. And she still shows up and crushes it. And there's been times where she's questioned, oh, well, I should have seen more progress because Sally saw faster progress and it was easier for her. And that's also a point for her to lean into and say, you know what, I'm not like those people. And I have to push myself harder and I have to work harder. I have to do this more in order to get the same results. But the thing that's so great about that is that when you realize that you're pushing yourself harder in one aspect like fitness and you're pushing yourself and you're trying harder and you're putting in all this effort is everywhere else you are connected to that higher position of you. You are connected to a person who is working harder, who is trying more, and that is building you into the next level of your life. And that's why I think this is so empowering is because no one can discredit your effort when you know what you're putting in. When you know how hard you're working, everything else will become connected and that will permeate throughout your life. And so the reason why this is so important is because if you don't take ownership of what you want, and I'm not saying you have to have an audacious goal like running a marathon or being a bodybuilder or starting a company, but if you're listening to a podcast like this, I know that there's something that you want. There's something more that you want to create in your life. There's something more that you are compelled to do. And you owe it to yourself to go after that thing. You owe it to yourself to just admit that I want this thing that's so challenging and it's going to require me to work so much harder than where I am right now. And the reason why you do is because to be inauthentic about what you want is to live an unfulfilling life. Now, the reason why that is is because we forget that these things that we want don't die away. You don't just lose your dreams. You don't just lose your your ability to want that thing. If you suppress it, eventually it's gonna come up and it's gonna be a regret. And living with regret is the far most tragic thing that you can experience because we all have them. I have regrets. There's a personal regret that I have 
that I've, I've been working through and I found my way back to it. But one regret I have is not pursuing music more. I love playing music. I love singing. I love performing and writing my own songs. And it's taken a backseat to some other pieces of my life. And I do have a subtle regret there. So I'm working to put that as a piece of my life more. And if I didn't do that, and if I wasn't doing that, I know I would regret it. And that is so inherent to all of us. Because if there's something that you want, and there's something that you're going after, and there's something that is important to you, it is the most fundamental piece of fulfillment to go after it and continuously strive for your own happiness, fulfillment, and success. And that might be being a better parent. That might be trying more at your job. That might be being a better partner or spouse. There's so many different areas that you can go in and it doesn't really matter from this standpoint and me saying is that it's fitness. It just matters that you're willing to actually take ownership of it and go after it for you. And now I want to tie this into why it is valuable to experience some form of suffering when you go after what you want. And the reason why I think this is so important is because we tend to believe that hardships are breaking us, but they're really building us. I know the cliche, failure is only a stepping stone to success, but the truth is, is the reason why this is so great is because you get to choose what you want to make your controlled suffering. So when you experience a extremely hard workout, that is building you to be a stronger person. I don't care what anyone else thinks that's the truth because you have simulated some form of a hardship for yourself that you can control. And when you look at anything that's valuable in your life, I can guarantee that there's some form of struggle, whether that's you getting a career or an education or you trying to ask for a raise or I can only imagine what it's like to be a parent. You know, I think about my parents' experience raising me as a child who was bullied, who didn't get along with people, who had so many things that were struggling for me as a young young kid. And that was a hardship, but it made them into better parents and they loved me through it. Another piece is relationships. Like in so many relationships, if there isn't hardship, if there's not some kind of struggle with each other, then you don't truly get to connect with each other. And now, what I truly want to highlight there is that that doesn't mean some form of self-harm, some form of abuse to yourself or someone else. I'm talking about controlling the circumstances in which you are going through this process. So when I think about Lindsay and I's relationship, there's been so many ups and downs. There's been so many times where we have been questioning whether or not we're going to be together forever. Like, is this what we really want? Is this how we're going to be able to operate? Especially when we have really intense conversations about things like faith and our values and how we're going to raise kids and who we want to be in 25 years and, and really intense conversations that challenge each other. Those moments are worth paying the price for. Those moments when you don't agree and it's a struggle, those make you feel connected afterwards. And so... I, I want to bring this up because from a personal standpoint, I like my goals to be intense. I like having real goals that push me. And the thing about intense goals and the thing about struggling for your goals and the thing about suffering through the process is that you get to decide what they look like. So your form of testing yourself and struggling might just be going to the gym for three days. 
might just be starting out with some weight training. Might be testing a diet, might be tracking your food, it might be trying to meditate, might be having a difficult conversation with your spouse or trying to get educated on a new endeavor and reading a book a day, well, reading five pages of a book a day, <laughs> you know, reading something. There's so many different things that you can quantify and the freeing thing is that you don't have to judge yourself. Like when you're listening to this podcast right now, you don't have to judge yourself based off of what I might perceive as really intense. Like personally, I love to train, I love to allot myself two hours to the gym. Not because I need to train for two hours, but I don't like the pressure of feeling like I have to not push myself as hard because I have to get this workout done in 45 minutes. And what I mean is I want to be able to go as intensely and heavy and push myself internally as much as possible in order to get the most out of the workout. And at times that might mean more rest periods. That might mean more time of cardio to get a good sweat on. That might mean just resting and training my mind. Those moments are freeing for me. And that's okay. Because you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You can go to the gym. Go for a walk. Like Challenge yourself to go for a walk. I was texting a client that started to this week. And he was like, you know, I'm really feeling overwhelmed because I had these things happen at work and I don't know what to do. I was like, okay, well, what would make it seem possible to make progress this week? He's like, well, I could control my diet tomorrow. I could go and train legs and I could wake up and do like a 10 minute walk in the morning. It's like, okay, go do that 10 minute walk. Just move your body. Just go do something. Build momentum into the system because that's still a challenge and that's still a struggle. And you're still combating the need to want to be where you're at. And, and what happens is when you embrace that the challenge is pushing you past your comfort zone, it becomes something that is so meaningful and you can derive so much purpose from that. It, it, it's an endless amount of strength that you gain. Right now I'm reading two different books. One is The Obstacle is the Way and I'm finishing Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And Viktor Frankl is a psychiatrist who was in the Auschwitz internment camp during World War II. And he wrote about what actually took to survive. And what it comes down to is what he describes as logotherapy, which is providing meaning to your suffering, putting a meaning to what you're experiencing. And when you put meaning to it, it gives you hope. And so when you give your life meaning, you can overcome anything. And when you lose that, as Viktor Frankl points out in the book, when people lost their sense of hope, when they lost their sense of meaning, that, that they had meaning in their day, or there was something meaningful that they could wait forward towards at the end of it all, or something that was compelling for them to keep pushing, ultimately that's when they perished. That's when they gave up, and that's when they, they passed. And it's a really compelling book. I really hope if you're listening to this and you can take one thing is go on Amazon, get Man's Search for Meaning and read it because it will change the way that you look at a lot of the things that are struggles in your life. And another one is, like I said, The Obstacle is the Way. And this comes from two different books. It comes from Jim Collins, Good to Great, but also comes from Ryan Holiday's Obstacle is the Way. And I'm going to lean into both for a second, but essentially they talk about James Stockdale. And James Stockdale was a naval 
pilot and admiral during the Vietnam War. And during the Vietnam War, his plane was shot down. He had to parachute out. But what happened was, as he was parachuting down, he broke his leg and he was captured. And he spent the next seven and a half years in a prisoner of war camp where he was brutally tortured and brutally massacred. And his story is an extremely intense one. And what he talks about is the thing that kept him going was the belief that he would always get out. The belief that he would always get through it. No matter what struggles happened, no matter what suffering he had to endure, he was going to get out. And it wasn't blind optimism. He said that the people who ultimately ended up perishing in the camp were the people who were like, oh, we're going to be out by Christmas, or we're going to be out by this time or that time. And they had this unrealistic optimism. And so what did help people get through was facing the brutal facts about where you're at and facing the brutal facts of everything that was in, in their face without giving up hope. And that's the balance of this all. That's what I want to really dive into when we're talking about embracing suffering. Because you can look at your body and say, you know what, I'm not where I want to be. I have weight to lose, I have to change my habits, I have this going on and that going on, without kicking yourself in the face, without beating yourself up. If you're not where you want to be right now, that's okay. You, you can change that. You can embrace something new. You can resolve to change that. And there's nothing wrong with you saying, you know what, I'm not happy with where I'm at, I want to change this, and I'm willing to put forth the effort in order to do so. And that is the thesis behind the value of suffering. So right now, I'm not happy with where I'm at. And that's okay. I am resolving to change that. And so my ultimate goal right now, I'm putting this out into the ether, into the universe, is I want to get into photo shape. I want to get into shape for me to do a photo shoot. I want to embrace a new identity as this person who is in amazing shape and reconnect with that piece of me that I feel like I've lost while also bringing this new me with this new mindset of embracing mindfulness and allowing life to be about abundance rather than scarcity. I want to bring these two people together and just connect them in a powerful way because I know that's where I find my true sense of strength and along this journey I'm going to be talking about it and be documenting it on social media and I'm going to be opening up about this but I I really wanted to give you permission through this all I want to give you permission to confront your own brutal facts about where you're at what do you want to change what would be inspiring to you to have changed in your life what would that first action be who would you connect with what would you be doing what does that look like from your standpoint and then just realize that you can change right now You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be all in, but you can push yourself beyond the status quo place where you are right now. And if you do, and you embrace that it's gonna be a challenge and you you show up as the powerful person that you are, then everything else is gonna get easier and you're going to allow that same belief to permeate throughout your life. And so this is my message today. I hope that it reached you well. A little bit different style on the podcast. And like I said, it's not about comparing. It's not about you having to be the same person as me. It's about you connecting this message with yourself and seeing that there's things in your life that you can change in order to become better. And so thank you all so much. And right now I do wanna say, 
I do have some spots open for my one-on-one fitness and lifestyle coaching. So whatever it is that you're looking to embrace, whatever change that you want to make in your life, whether it's changing your body, creating new habits, building a new you that is empowered beyond just the physical body, but allows it to permeate through everything else in your life, I would love to connect with you. I would love to hear more about your journey and your story and really line on what would look best for you. How would that success exist? What is that vision you want to build and how can we get you there? So you can apply at brianpickwoods.com. There's an application there. Click the application, fill it out, and then you can book your call right away so you and I can get on a call and just connect because from my standpoint, that is the most important piece. And so without further ado, I'm going to end this podcast here. Like I said, let us know what you think. If you're excited to join my program, I'd love to have you on the team and I'd love to be a guide to you. And just remember that the journey to everything you want starts with you. I'll see you all. Thank you for tuning in today to my journey. I hope this episode brought some value and light into your life. If you love this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes and shout us out on your Instagram story so we can share this message with as many people as possible. And if you're ready to start your own journey, reach out to me at brianpickwist.com forward slash start. And until next time, thank you again. And remember, the journey starts with you. I'll see you guys.